This is Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. And for this Thursday, August 31st, we are joined by Sarah Dockerslute. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Gary, and welcome to Wellspring, a weekly radio show sponsored by Corwell Health Zealand Hospital. There is no substitute for blood and donors are needed. My guest today is Jamie Pansioli from Burst City Blood Centers of Michigan to talk about donating blood. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's always a delight to have you because there's always a need to talk about the need for blood donations. So talk about the mission of Versity Blood Center. So our mission at Versity Blood Center is very simple. Um, it's to save lives. We are the local blood provider in the community and the majority blood provider to Michigan hospitals. And the blood collected at our drive stays right here within the community to support our, our local patients. So well, how long have you been involved in your role and what do you enjoy about your work? Well, I've been with Versity since January of this year, so I will be coming up on nine months here and it's been amazing. Um, my, my role is to find people in the community to host blood drives with us. And that is working with those people is by far my favorite thing. I work with just some of the most selfless people in our community included uh, in that is their coordinator at Corwell Health locations at Zealand Hospital. She's amazing. Um, and their job is just to ensure we have enough blood at the hospitals for our patients. So kids are going back to school. Does that mean that there's going to be a need for more blood? Potentially. Um, kids are back in school. Contact sports are back in. Illnesses, all those uh, fun things. But I think we see the most prevalent shortages during our summer breaks and near our holiday weeks, which is where our next blood drive is happening right after Labor Day. So um, schools are out, people are on vacation, and a lot of times they don't show up to donate. But regardless, people still need blood in our hospitals. So um, it's very important that we get the message out. So tell us about an upcoming drive at Zealand Hospital. Well, our next drive is at um, Zealand Hospital. It's on Tuesday, September 5th from 9.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. in um, our conference rooms A and B. And this one's kind of special. It'll be a blood drive showdown between Zealand Community Hospital and the Grand Haven Center. Um, we're looking for high staff participation and the location that walks away with the highest staff participation will get bragging rights and coupons for a free pint of ice cream to their local culvers. It's, it's a fun, this is going to be a fun one. Yeah, it is fun to have a challenge like that. And I guess the question that I probably should have asked you ahead of time. So this is a competition between Zealand and Grand Haven, but there are sometimes community members that come in. So, yes. um, you know, are they going to be eligible for, you know, if Zealand wins that they're going to get those um, little perks or is it just for employees? Um, we would like to extend, that's a detail that we definitely need to hone in on. We were looking for really our staff participation, but as long as we have those, the phone number and the emails, um, I, we would love to extend that, but, um, th that's a detail we really need to hone in on for sure. <laughs> well, thank you for checking that out. So, yeah. um, but there will be a perk for somebody, you know what I mean? Are there any other perks for community members yeah. that may be coming in? Yeah, absolutely. We have our um, Versity koozies that we'll be offering to all of our participating donors. Um, so that's really exciting. And yeah, uh, any of our community members that come in, we'll have that available to them. It's going to be really fun. So thank you for that. So how can people sign up to give blood? 
Well, we have our Versity website, versity.org slash MI. Um, that will take you to our, um, our online calendar. You can type in the zip code and look for a blood drive there. Or we have a link that our coordinator sends out um, that you can uh, click on and takes you directly to the schedule, which is really exciting. And just pick your so time. Somebody can sign up and they can either give a, you know, a single pint of blood or double red cells. Um, I think last time that I gave, I did give double red cells, but some people may be unfamiliar with what that is. So please tell us about it. So our double red donation is, um, it's a special one. Uh, to For context, a typical whole blood donation is where we remove a whole unit that's comprised of three components, red blood cells, platelets, and plasma. In a double red donation, we remove two units of red blood cells and return the platelets and plasma back into the body. This type of donation is highly requested by our hospital ER units as red blood cell transfusions are most commonly used on trauma patients. So if you give red blood cells, um, and, and this would be another question, I guess I'll ask a question prior to that is, how often can people donate? And if you give red blood cells, can you give as frequently or you know, is there a, a difference in the donation on time period? That is a great question. Um, there is a difference for a whole blood donation, a regular donation, it's every 56 days is the eligibility period. And then for a double red, it's double that. Every 112 days um, is the eligibility period for you to donate again. So I guess what I hear you saying is I'm going to have to check when I gave my red blood cells to see if I can be yes. eligible for this fun drive <laughs> on September 5. So, you know, there's an option to give a pint of blood or you can do double red cells, but you also need diverse donors. Why is that so important? It is very important and ensuring we have that diverse blood supply, um, it, it's more important than people think. Blood type is inherited, therefore a compatible donor, the best match to a patient is often someone of a similar ethnic background. Blood is made up of antigens and um, the more closely you are matched ethnically, the more successful the person who is receiving blood is going to um, have a good outcome from that transfusion. Sickle cell disease, for instance, is disproportionately found in communities of color and may require uh, chronic transfusions. So donated blood that closely matches people of the same ethnicity to that possible patient provides the best outcomes and fewer complications. So many people may not know about their blood type, but when you give, you're going to find out. So talk about the different blood types and what is needed most. Um, donating blood, like you said, is a great way to find out your blood type. Um, we have types O, A, B, A, B, um, and what's the other one? I think those are it. Yeah. Types O, A, B, A, B, positive and A, B, negatives. And, um, there are, like I said, so many different types of antigens, and sometimes we are in a higher need than other types. For instance, we just experienced a critically low shortage of O due to a patient who underwent a cardiac procedure, uh, and they needed 400, over 400 units of blood in that um, transfusion procedure. So it was really, it really put us in a shortage for the type O blood. So what I hear you saying is if people are out there and they know that they are type O, you know, I mean, it's really, really important for everyone to give, but specifically people with type O, because as you said, it's the most universally accepted among all the blood types. Yes, so yes. 
So, okay, so there may, may be people that are listening out, out there, and, you know, we've talked about the need for blood donations on many, many different shows because we know that it's so important, but there may be some people that are saying, I've never given blood, and I don't want to give blood. Um, why should they consider becoming donors? Well, I think if a really good question I like to ask those people is if you or someone you loved needed a transfusion procedure, would you say yes to that? And most often we hear yes. And if that's the case, uh, when you're healthy enough to donate, you should go, go, go and donate blood. We are the local blood provider. The blood that goes um, comes from these drives, goes to our local patients, and um, it, it impacts lives directly in the community. So if you would receive a transfusion procedure, um, we need blood on the shelves as well when you're healthy. Well, and like you say, it's not something that you could just go to the grocery store and say, okay, you know, I want a pint of blood. It de depends on people to give. It and does. I will say, you know, I've given for years. Whenever I do give, I feel like, you know, I may not know who that blood is going to go to, but I know that there may be someone, a loved one who is in an accident or having surgery and they need that, my, they need my blood. And Absolutely. so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saving a life. And, yep. you know, that that's a wonderful thing to just feel that I, I'm doing something. So I just want to encourage you. Blood. Yep. Yep. So I want to encourage you too, as Jamie has, that if you are out there and you have never given blood to consider doing it because it, it, it it's life-saving. So let's talk about who can give. Anyone who is 16 and older can give. Um, for 16-year-old donors, we do require a signed parental consent form for each donation while they are in the age of 16. And then once you hit that age 17 and up, you can donate without a parental consent form. We do have eligibility criteria. We obviously want to make sure you're well enough the day of the drive to donate um, and in good spirit. So uh, we have a hotline that you can call. Um, it's an 800 line. And then we also have our um, online website that you can look for eligibility criteria as well. Is there an age limit? 16. There's no age limit. No, 16 is the, with the parental consent form, 16 and 16 and up. Yeah. So you could be 90 years old and give blood. That's right. And we do. We have 90 year old donors. So how can you prepare for a successful donation? To prepare, you're going to want to make sure you get a good night's rest, make sure you're well hydrated, that you drank a lot of water going into your donation that day. And um, I always recommend eating a high protein meal before you can donate, as well as if you can, I know not everyone likes their leafy greens, but it's a great way to boost your iron levels and make sure that you're feeling good that day. And how long will it take? It takes uh, about 45 to 60 minutes on average. And are there any restrictions after donating? Restrictions, we ask that you don't engage in any rigorous exercise. So don't go out and run a 5K after you donate. Um, and then um, no alcohol for about 24 hours after as well. And then we just recommend that you eat lots of food that day and stay hydrated uh, to keep yourself feeling good. So you mentioned that people can call to find out, you know, or look on your website if they are eligible. Mm -hmm. But, you know, one thing I'm thinking about is that, you know, we are going into flu season and many people, you know, in the next several weeks, um, you know, in the next month, maybe having a flu shot. Do you need to wait uh, to get 
uh, to give blood after you've had a flu shot or even a pneumonia shot? You do not. There is no deferral period after flu shot to give blood. Um, just make sure that you're feeling well and able. I know sometimes people feel a little, um, they don't feel their best after a flu shot for a day or two, but um, you know, just make sure when you're walking in that you're feeling good, you're not dizzy, lightheaded, et cetera. And yeah, no deferral period following that shot. And what if you're having surgery in the future? Um, can you give? You can give. It depends on the type of surgery that you're getting and how long the procedure lasted, how long you were in the hospital for. Um, so I would really recommend in those instances, because it's so um, circumstantial, to call our call center and get uh, your questions answered there. And when someone comes in, you do go through like a mini little physical, right? We have a couple yep. minutes left. Jamie, talk a little bit about that. So the mini physical, it's fun. We also say you get a free mini physical with the donation, which is really fun. So um, the 45 to 60 minutes I mentioned, those that is not the whole time that you're sitting in the chair donating. It starts off, you go to the registration table to sign in. You have your mini physical done where you get your iron levels checked, your blood pressure checked. They make sure you're healthy enough to donate and you go through a questionnaire. And then they lead you to the chair. That takes on average about 10 minutes or so, the actual donating process itself. And then after that, we just ask that you stick around at our snack table for about 10 to 15 minutes so that we can make sure that you're feeling good, feeling healthy, and ready to get on with the rest of your day. Any last thoughts, Jamie? My last thoughts, I'm just, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It was really great to be here and just talk about the importance of blood donation. We're very grateful to Corwell House, Zealand Community Hospital for hosting blood drives and just being a light in our community for our local patients. Thank you so much. And thanks for being here today, Jamie. And as a reminder, Zealand Hospital has a blood drive on Tuesday, September 5, from 9.30 in the morning to 2 in the afternoon. We would love to have you come and donate. For more information on how to give, go to versity.org. And until next week, Corwell Health, Zealand Hospital wishes you well. Thanks for listening to Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.